Welcome to the Veterinary Career Services Podcast, a show for veterinarians, veterinary specialists, and hospital management. Join industry expert and president of VCS, Laura Anderson, as she interviews seasoned and accomplished veterinarians that share their paths and provide insights that can help professionals achieve their career goals. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Eric Brooks, who is a veterinarian at Stowe Kent Animal Hospital in Kent, Ohio. Dr. Brooks is also a diplomat of the American Board of Veterinary Practitioners. He joined Stowe Kent Animal Hospital in 2009 after spending four years caring for military working dogs and horses in the United States Army. Dr. Brooks, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So Stowe Kent was founded in 1967 and remains locally owned. The practice has three locations, with two being in Kent, Ohio, and the third in Stowe. Dr. Brooks, why did you join Stowe Kent Animal Hospital? Well, in part, it was a lovely practice. Um, I liked the family feel. I liked the the environment that the hospital offers and the, the clientele. The, the geographic area, um, I grew up in Ohio and not too far from, from Kent and Stowe. And it, it was a lot of the Midwestern values that I have come to appreciate after living in different regions of, of the U.S. And they offer the higher level of medicine that I was looking to practice. So that, those were my main draws to the practice. When you say higher level of medicine, can you be more specific, Dr. Brooks? So over the years, our hospital has kind of gained a reputation for practicing just a a level above the average um, general practitioners around our area, but just a step below the referral hospitals. And we kind of view Mm -hmm. ourselves as an option for the people that don't have the money or can't um, go see the specialist. We're able to offer a lot of those medical and surgical options that they're seeking and they need, they just can't find it at the specialty hospitals. That's a wonderful option for a lot of people, I'm sure. And and it's also wonderful for younger veterinarians who would like to advance their skills to have that ability to be mentored by more experienced doctors. Absolutely. When we have brand new grads or, or people starting out their career, we sit down their, their first week and design a, a custom mentorship program for them to help them grow both in medical and surgical skills. And between all of our doctors, we, we have doctors ranging from brand new grads all the way to 35-year-old veterans and everybody in between. And everybody here is, is very team-oriented. We're very focused on helping to raise everybody up. And we have opportunities to sit down and discuss cases together as a group to go over different surgical procedures wherever the new graduate or the the new doctor feels they need the most help. We try and put them with doctors that are going to help them excel. We have some doctors that prefer, you know, soft tissue surgery, some orthopedics. We have doctors that are skilled in ultrasound and echocardiography. We do a lot of internal medicine type cases. So, We have kind of the scope that fits for most people, especially starting out their career. We kind of feel that this puts people heads and tails above their peers and sometimes competes with a lot of the people that choose to go into internships. So when they're starting out in this mentorship program, how many hours a week does that entail at the beginning? 
So every, every doctor has a different need and different desire. When we're starting them out in surgery, um, we always put them on with a skilled surgeon so that even just coaching them through routine spays and neuters, teaching them pro tips, and then as they branch out in, into more advanced surgery, so doing their cystotomies and splenectomies and, and GI surgeries, we make sure there's always a, a senior doctor available with them to scrub in and say, you know, let me, let me coach you through and, and walk you through this procedure. We'll do it side by side. With cases, um, we sit down once a week as a doctor group and we have lunch together. And it's a, a time for us to socially connect, to get to know each other. Sometimes we use the opportunity to, to just socialize and, and get to know one another. Sometimes we have continuing education hours if IDEX or Zoetis or some of the other drug reps come in. Sometimes we use it as an opportunity to share knowledge we learned from recent continuing education conferences. And then depending on what the individual doctor wants, we try and set aside time of an hour a week to go over cases with them to, to address any questions or concerns that they're having, especially those first couple months where it's the roughest, where they're trying to figure out how do I even manage routine things? How do I deal with that routine ear infection that's nowhere near as complicated as it was the, when I was in school, or how do I deal with the itchy dog or the simple UTI? So we try and set goals from the beginning, and then we do periodic checks along the way to make sure we're meeting those goals for that individual doctor. That's tremendous. I am sure that is so appreciated by the younger doctors. As you know, I work with many folks who are looking for a new position and certainly for the younger doctors, the ability to to be mentored is of huge importance to them. And this is this is a huge advantage, I would think, for your hospital. What other really interesting aspect is the amount of technical support that your doctors get? I mean, four to five assistants and or techs together per doctor, that that's just almost unheard of. So we look at technical support staff as key parts of the, the veterinary team. You know, they're there to help us connect with the clients, to help bond them to the clinic so they're not feeling rushed all the time. And with the doctors, we give each doctor a dedicated in-room technician to help them and assist them to do whatever they need. Some doctors want them to be hands-on to discuss parasite prevention, weight management, things of that nature. Some people use them to help dictate and, and manage their notes, making phone calls in between. And we found that in doctors that we've hired that previously came from clinics where there's one tech for three doctors, they get here and they feel like a weight's been lifted off their chest because they feel like now I can delegate to people that I feel trustworthy to do these tasks so that I can get home to be with my family and everybody gets home in a more timely manner rather than spending four hours after each shift trying to make phone calls and, and do messages and doing things that can be delegated. And then the technicians are uh, an essential part of our healthcare team because they can work with the clients a lot of times while the doctor's trying to take care of the case they can bond with that client and say, you know what, you're in good hands here. Dr. So-and-so is the best at what they do. Here's what we're going to do to help you along the way to, to take care of Fluffy. And 
it serves multiple purposes to keep us efficient, but also to, to help bond those clients, to let them know we're here to care for them. That's our number one priority. And for your doctors, having that much and well-trained technical staff allows them to to finish up pretty quickly after their shift is ended and get home. I, for what I understand, most of your doctors are scheduled an average of 36 hours a week. For our full-time doctors, we see appointments in four-hour shifts, and each doctor is scheduled for nine shifts. And that gives the average person that extra four hours that in another practice they would be seeing appointments. It allows them to that extra time for, you know, the 20 minutes or so they have to make phone calls after their appointments or do notes during, you know, during the morning shift before they get started. So the average person is seeing appointments for about 36 hours. That extra four hours is their time to use if they need to make phone calls, if they need to to do notes. But our really efficient doctors can be out of there and they're working less than 40 hours a week. It all depends on how well they utilize their technical support staff and how efficient they are at at seeing appointments and managing their paperwork. So talk about the culture. I mean, it sounds very engaged, very respectful, where everyone appreciates everyone else, everyone's time, family-oriented. What else am I missing? So I think those are the the major keys is we... We're a big family here. That's kind of how we look at it. Um, Dr. Albers and I help to, to run the hospital, but everybody here is part of our extended family. And we try and touch base with everybody, whether it's the doctors, the technical support staff, everybody is equally important in our eyes. And we try and do things to help bond with people. So at, usually once a year, we'll do a doctor staff appreciation where the doctors make cards for all the staff to say, you know what, you are very important to what we do. We couldn't do this without you. We host periodic luncheons for the staff and the doctors. We try and do little field trips from time to time. Sometimes the staff and the supervisors will orchestrate going to you know bowling together and do after hours activities together. So everybody in the hospital kind of has a voice, everybody has a say, and we try and let them know they are appreciated, whether you're the doctor or whether you're the receptionist who just got hired. Everybody is is part of this family, and we can only function if we all work together and, and play well together. So we try and put our focus on taking care of each other, being there to, to foster a positive work environment. And that shows when it comes to patient care, because then they we each know a little bit of personal um, information about each other as far as their family, their friends, their kids, some of their hobbies, and allows them to connect with each other too. You know, one of our doctors is an ultra marathoner, and he bonds with a lot of his clients just through his running activities alone. And some of our other doctors are get into you know different hobbies that they allow each other to to share and participate in. So. That's that's kind of the main focus of our hospital is maintaining and fostering that family environment. And in a sense, you know, one of our newest doctors just had a baby and she got to show her, her baby photos and share it with the group. And through that, she's bonding further with the rest of the hospital and they're getting to know her as well. So, And she just joined in July, I, I believe. She did. Um, she came to us. She, her husband moved to the area and took a job at Kent State University. So 
she was moving to the area here and she interviewed at several different hospitals. And after spending a day with us doing a work interview, she decided, you know what, this is the, this is the environment for me. You know, they're practicing good quality medicine. The staff and the doctors are really nice. They really seem to care about each other. They really put the patients and the, the pet owners first. And we're here to say, you know what, this is a new area to you. How can we help you transition? Because she came from us from the, the Midwest of the, the U.S. And she said, you know, we're, we're moving here on fairly short notice. I don't know anything about the, the area. Can you help us set up housing? Can you help us find doctors and care? And, and our managers, and our supervisors, and Dr. Albers and I worked with her to say, let me put you in contact with these folks. Let's help you get oriented to the area while you're trying to get used to your, your new job, your new life, and all these changes, especially since she was getting ready to go on maternity leave in a month. So many of those aspects were her top priority. So we made them our top priority to help her get situated. And in doing so, it made her transition much smoother. And she was able to jump right in and say, okay, you know, I'm ready to do this. Let's get to work. And any problems along the way, just let us know what we can do to help. That's incredible, the amount of support you all have given her. I mean, to make it, it sounds like it was a priority. And um, again, it just kind of goes right back to that culture being a a team. Absolutely. You know, if if you're worried about your home life, if you're worried about your personal health, nothing else matters. And if we don't help in any way we can to address those, then anything we do at work doesn't matter because you're going to be focused on what's happening at home. So anything we can do to help mitigate that, to say, you know, let's put your mind at ease. Let's get number one priority taken care of. Let's get you and your family settled. Let's get you and your family here adjusted, and then we can help you with the rest of it. So she was very appreciative of the the whole experience and, and it worked out very well. You know, she was able to start day one, jumped in, seen appointments with, with Dr. Albers and I kind of coaching her through how the hospital functions. And then she was up and running within a week. Now she had already been practicing for five years prior. So she was very experienced and very good doctor and, and a wonderful addition to the family. So tell me about your area, Dr. Brooks. What is Kent, Ohio like? So we're just two miles down the street from Kent State University. So we're kind of a college town slash suburban area. Um, The Portage side of our our practice, the Portage Animal Clinic, is more in the semi-rural area, but still close enough to still be on the outskirts of the college town. Stowe and Kent are kind of they're they're a wonderful place to live. Um, it has all the amenities of the bigger cities, but less of the co- traffic, less congestion. You know, one of our doctors came to us from upstate New York, and one of her biggest excitements about coming to the area was that we had three Starbucks <laughs> within a five minute drive of our hospital. And prior to that, she was driving forty five minutes to go to Starbucks. <laughs> But we have all the shopping. We have all the nice restaurants um, right down the street from us. And it's a, it's a very quaint, uh, nice town. There's excellent schools in the area. Um, both Dr. Albers and both of her sisters attended and, and they went on to, to excel in all their professional careers. A lot of the area, there's a lot of child orientation. So 
across the street from our main hospital and next door to our poor Jim McClink, there are child daycare centers. And then up the road, there's parks in every direction around here. So we have things to do for the, the outdoors people that like to go for hikes and camping. We're only about a 20 to 30 minute drive away from Cleveland, Youngstown or Akron. And there's a lot of culture in those areas. So the sports enthusiasts can go to the Browns games or the Indians games the people that want to seek the culture, there's art museums and historical museums everywhere. There's several wonderful zoos in the area. And then Ohio State University down in Columbus is only about a two-hour drive away. So a lot of our cases, when we have two local referral hospitals near us, but sometimes a lot of our, our patients will prefer to go to Ohio State. And it's nice because most of us came from Ohio State, so we're familiar with the doctors down there. But as far as the area, it's a wonderful place to live, wonderful place to raise a family. And there's plenty of opportunities for activities, um, whatever, you're, whatever you prefer. And a lower cost of living. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in a recent survey, I forget, it was in the, the New York Times, I believe, they did a cost comparison at several cities across the U.S. And they found that the Akron area here is one of the lowest cost of livings in, in the U.S. So every dollar you make goes that much further. Um, cost for food, cost for housing, cost for gas, all much lower compared to other parts of the, the country. So it, it's much nicer than where you live in New York or California, where you may think you're making a huge salary, and then you come to find out housing is going to cost you $3,000 a, a month just to be in a studio. Whereas here you can get a large house. We've had clients left California, uh, had jobs that they could do remotely, sold their house in California, moved here in Ohio and bought a house three times its size and still had money left to spend. So every dollar goes that much further and makes it a pretty nice place to live as well. Yeah, I was doing a Zillow search uh, in your area and I was amazed at the size of house you could buy. It was tremendous. I mean, you can have a nice backyard, a nice house, be 10 minutes from the hospital, five, 10 minutes from school, nice school system. And you've got, is Lake Erie close by? It is. It's a little bit of a drive north, about a half an hour from where we're at. Um, Lake Erie is pretty nice too, because if you want to go to the the beaches, they have a lot of activities up on the waterfront. If you go towards the northwest part of Ohio, you can go to Putin Bay Island. That's um, a wonderful place to just spend the day, go out. Um, they have all sorts of activities on the island out there. And then Cedar Point is down that direction too. So for the amusement park junkies, one, some of the best roller coasters in, in the country are out that way. So it's it's just a short drive away. So, so Dr. Brooks, what's on the horizon for Stokent? Well, you know, as we continue to grow and expand, um, right now with our current hospitals run three clinics, we're pretty happy with the size of the practices. We have hopes one day of expanding upon some of our satellite branches to, to make them a little more robust. Um, right now, our main Stokent Animal Hospital is our full-time hospital with all the diagnostic equipment, whereas both of our branches are more wellness, minor sick hall oriented. But in the future, it'd be nice to be able to expand those hospitals a little bit, make them a little bit more full service as well. 
But right now, things are, are looking pretty good. We're just looking to expand our family. That's all. Terrific. Well, it has been great talking with you and learning more about your hospital and about your area. Thank you. I, I have really enjoyed it. Well, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Dr. Brooks. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Veterinary Career Services Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. For feedback, questions, discussion topic requests, or if there is anything we can do for you, feel free to contact us at laura at vetcareerservices.com. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Veterinary Career Services Podcast.